Warning, Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Get it? Okay. Oh. Okay, Trez, what are you drinking? Just had a wee sip of it there. I am drinking my new favourite pocket tea. It's a bold statement, but it is true. Because I just, you know when you always reach for things, like that certain like foundation that you always reach for, like that's how you know it's your favourite. Mm-hmm. This is the tea I always reach for now. It's the Pucka Joy. I don't know, it's just called Joy. I think I mentioned it before perhaps on the podcast and what I like is that there's not too much what's that ingredient that I don't like aniseed oh I don't like that either it, it can come across very strong um an uplifting blend of lemony herbs with a twist of orange it's so nice I am drinking a cup of Barry's tea highly recommended by Trez you put milk in it? Of course, yeah. A little blob of milk. The milk here goes off so fast compared to in Hong Kong. Really? Oh, God, it goes off in like three days. It's funny you say that because the most horrible thing happened this morning with the coffee. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. So we with, with our Nespresso machine came a little milk frother. The frother, yeah. It's a little cylinder boil and... Dan put the milk in, frothed it up. It would turn you. It would turn. Oh, he starts pouring it out. It was like the milk had separated and it was like green watery water with like these big chunks of like fat. Oh my God. It was disgusting. And And Dan thought the machine was broken. And I said, it can't be the machine. So I like opened the milk and I like, sipped the milk and it Mm -hmm. actually was fine like maybe a tiny bit sour but like to me it was fine but like the machine clearly doesn't like like it needs fresh milk right well maybe it was just on the turn and the machine the milk couldn't handle the vibrations the vibrations and doesn't it also heat it you can have hot or cold I feel like this machine heats the milk you can hold if you hold it for five seconds it goes it blends it cold I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it was so disgusting. <gasps> no, you do. You got to be on top of it. Like when I'm doing my shopping, it's it's one of these, oh, it is one of these things in life. It's like, do I buy like the three liter milk? Like, do I buy like a lot of milk? Because mm. I don't want to have to come back to the shop. Mm-hmm. But then it's going to go off. Mm-hmm. So it's it's constant thing in Ireland. I feel like mommy and daddy shop for milk. buy too much milk because... And then it's, it goes off. It's constantly like half of it. Well, we oh, get yeah. halfway through it and then it's like it goes off. So we so always throw it out. Yeah. Half. That's the cycle that Dan and I were in. Yeah. And then so Dan just started sending me trays. Just by the Just smiles. get a two liter. Okay. And like then in a couple of days later, I go back to the shop and get another one. And I'm like, but that's like a big effort in my life. Now. It's not really up milk. Though, is it? <laughs> this is why hashtag bring back the milkman. Aww. He. He filled that gap. He sorted that problem. Fresh milk on your door every day. Why did we stop doing that? And it was in glass. Uh-huh. And we gave him back the bottle. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Tries for city council. Hashtag bring back milkman. <laughs> Milkmans are cute. Look at their little outfits and little vans. <laughs> um, what's the Father Ted? Now that I know you're watching Father Ted, oh, what's that episode where Speed Three? It, where you can't stop the van. It's like yeah. speed. Speed oh, three. That's one of my favorites. With Dyson Pat Mustard with the hairy babies. <laughs> he's on the milk float. <laughs> that and he goes round so and round the roundabout. Ah, and then we circle got... with the brick. And the brick. <laughs> oh, stop. I just laugh even just think about that. It's so good. That's by far one of the... I think oh, that is the best yeah. episode. Like that is just... I think it could be. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to watch that again. So, so good. Yeah. Has Johnny seen that? It hasn't came up yet. We're still, like, on oh, season one. Here. He's going to lose his mind with, like, yeah. Pat Mustard and stuff. Oh, like, it's so funny, yeah. Because you yeah. also know the characters so well by then. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because, like, Jaren's still getting to know the characters. Like, he's like, yeah. why is that priest always drinking? I didn't know priests <laughs> were allowed to drink. <laughs> I was like, of course they're allowed to drink. He's got to learn that he's always there. Always to see him. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, so, funny. so funny. Anyway. Well, okay. I'll so for me about... time, I thought yeah, what we are you... would talk you about. You drinking berries. Okay, yeah. me time. What do you want to talk about? This is one thing I've never asked you. What toothpaste okay. do you use? <laughs> <laughs> we're, at this, we're at this point in our life, are we? Yes. We're talking, talking toothpaste. Toothpaste. Um, I'm a bit of a cheapskate, <gasps> so... I use Super Drugs own brand sensitive whitening toothpaste. Wow, <laughs> that's you like go. your that's your like co- my, my, your Coca-Cola. my Starbucks order. <laughs> it's like your Coca-Cola Super Drugs own brand sensitive whitening vanilla Coke Zero. <laughs> Everything has to be complicated. Um, I'm never simple. What 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 do you use? Well, I use the Arm & Hammer one. That, do you know, that's a brand that I thought, like, I just didn't even know that it still existed. It's so old school it's with so, the bicarbonate soda. Yeah, it's got bicarbonate soda. It's so I gritty. Use, what? It's so gritty. It is gritty, but I feel like you get used to it. Mm, okay. And it definitely makes your teeth whiter. Does it? Oh, yeah. 100%. Is there a sensitive version, though? There is a sensitive version, but oh, sensitive right, toothpaste hurt my throat. I can never use them. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's like that. But is there a sensitive whitening one? There is. Right. Okay, because I'm always on the hunt for a good whitening, but the whitening hurts my teeth, so it has to be sensitive whitening. And I've just found that when I buy Sensodyne and when I buy the Superdrug own brand, I don't see a difference. So why would I... whitening? uh, Sensodyne is so expensive. Oh, you think... Oh, the Sensodyne and the Superdrug is the same? I mean, they're probably buying I, it from I mean, the same I, factory. I know there's experts out there; they're going to say it's not. But like to me, I don't see enough of a difference. Yeah, in terms of whitening mm-hmm. or in terms of se- the sensitivity of my teeth, I do. I mean, it, when you look at the active ingredients on the back, they are the same. Uh huh. And then the, I think the percentages are the same. So I don't know. I'm just, as I say, I, it's just something that I don't like to spend on, even though I know teeth are so important. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dan bought. There's a brand, I think what you would have been away in Hong Kong when all this happened, there was this brand that popped up in Ireland when, while you were away. Uh. It was created by two Irish dentists and these two ladies. And it's all, I think it's all about sensitivity. And a lot of it is about like whitening, but like whitening gives you sensitivity. So I yeah. think that's like their whole thing. So I think they're called Spotlight. Uh-huh. And he bought me their whitening kit for the wedding. And it's so funny. Uh. He bought 
he bought a kit for himself Aww. for himself as well but it's like the man kit oh and god like what is black. it black or grey the teeth are gonna be black <laughs> yeah it's so funny they're identical kits but one is black oh god for men we're on part two of our Patreon request from Karen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tress do you think you could give us a quick rundown of what happened last week sorry I had an interruption there um, I will try. So we've got Niall, the priest. Niall, Joseph, something begin with G? Malloy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Niall, Joseph, Malloy. They seem like decent priest, from mm-hmm. what we know. Mm-hmm. Lived with Teresa Flynn and Richard Flynn, a married couple that he was in business with. He was more in business with Teresa. It was mm-hmm. a horse mm-hmm. business where they would buy in stock. Uh-huh. She obviously had some sort of amount of land that they put the horse on. They uh-huh. lived in two separate houses. They moved into another house and all the time he uh, dormed with them. He had a room in their big, big house. Uh-huh. He's in his 50s at this point they'd been doing business for i want to say 20 years or something 14 years yes um, 20 20 30 years was it wow yeah. so it was it was an unofficial there was nothing legal in terms of business documents as mm-hmm. in partnership wise yeah the only thing tying them together would be the joint bank accounts really okay mm-hmm. so but that had worked for them all these years the couple's kids are now all grown up and on the night of one of their daughter's wedding, sorry, the night after the wedding, uh-huh. um, Niall, the priest, was found bludgeoned to death in the couple's bedroom. So the, the mother and father of the, the bride mm-hmm. in their family home. Mm-hmm. The uh, kids, the siblings went to get a doctor that was miles six miles away instead of getting a doctor that was really a couple of yards away close by mm-hmm. and they also didn't phone 911 999 I'm so American I think if I did need to ring I think I would ring 911 you know it and works I, it, it does work I know that but yeah. like I think I would because yeah. I think my brain because you want in the to see moment it on TV just, so often yeah mm-hmm that was suspicious. The fact they didn't ring the guards straight away, but the guards eventually did come, and the doctor and the guards said, "Okay, yeah, he's dead." And nah, uh, Richard, mm-hmm. the husband of Teresa, uh, just said that he is the culprit, and he hit his wife and then hit Niall the priest because. He wanted a drink and he didn't, they needed to get him the next drink and they, they wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a made up excuse. It's not even, it's not even an excuse. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to divert them from whatever. I think it's like happened. trying to downplay the situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, but we had a drunken like, row that got out of hand. Yeah, but like you hit someone, but like, how does that lead to their death? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, it wasn't like, oh, you hit him in the head really badly and that was a fatal blow. No, like in an accident, right? That mm-hmm. does happen. But no, he was in a, the priest was in a bad way. Like the body was like brutalized. So this is not your standard fight. Richard Flynn said he did it, but then the next day he refused to give 
a false statement to the police. Oh. Mm-hmm. That old chestnut. Okay. So I think you can sort of guess what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, he was drunk. Mm-hmm. And the officer said that he was very calm mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. when he told them. So I don't know. Was it just like he just wanted it all, all over and done with? And now, in the light of day, now he's sober, he's like changing his mind. Okay. So throughout the rest of the Monday, forensic detectives came and went from Kilcorsey House. A detailed study of the scene was put together. There was no evidence of a fight, nor signs of a struggle. However, blood stains consistent with the blood of Father Niall was found on the bedspread, <gasps> the duvet cover, Gross. clothing at the end of the bed. Whose clothing? <laughs> the magazine from the television set and the carpet. There was also a horrid drag mark across the bedroom carpet. Oh. Eight feet long between the bed and the <gasps> position where Father Niall's body lay. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. There was also other blood stains on the television, the bedposts and end board, whatever that is. I, I think it's the opposite of a headboard. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I think, well, well, that was my first. Yeah, you don't really see those much anymore, do you? you? It's pretty old school, yeah. I kind of like it, though. No, Jaren wouldn't fit. Oh, yeah, their feet. Yeah. That dance is seen. The, da- the, the dam. The closet door and frame. The bedroom door. The wall between the closet door and the bathroom door. The radiator window ledge. And the wash basin in the bathroom. Oh, my God. I know. It was everywhere. The, the, when you said it was on the TV, I was like, okay. I know. It's everywhere. Yeah. And I'm just like... How is there no sign of struggle if there's blood everywhere? Everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it didn't happen in one place. It sounds like, you know, like he was punching him and he walked back and he fell here and he got yeah. up and he walked there. Like, yeah. the, it's all over the room. Yeah. Like, obviously, there, it doesn't sound like anything was broken or, you know, but it's like... Uh, it, it, like it's, what maybe is, they tidied. What is the sign? Oh, maybe. Mm. But like there's blood everywhere, so it doesn't matter if you right. died it, it still looks dodge. At the same time that day, the postmortem took place. Dr. Harbinson began in on Father Niall Malloy's postmortem. Dr. Harbinson noted lacerations on the left side of the mouth, a laceration on the upper lip, and a laceration near the left angle of the mouth. A split on the lower lip. Ouch. Bruises. I know. They're just the split lip is like ow. any time. Oh, yeah. Don't like it. There were bruises on the nose, bruising over the left cheekbone, an abrasion on the ear, a laceration <sighs> on the lower jaw on the left side. Ow. Abrasions on the chin. Dr. Harbinson concluded the father Malloy died of acute brain swelling and <sighs> acute subdural hemorrhage. Both resulting from multiple injuries to the head and neck, principally to the face. The distribution of those injuries is consistent with the deceased being the recipient of five, six or more blows with something like a fist. Of course, he could have been struck with more blows if the blows were on the same injury points. Furthermore, the postmortem found no injury of a defensive or 
offensive nature was present on Father Niall's arms or hands. Oh. So that means... He didn't attack. He didn't attack or fight back. Or fight back, yeah. That's really sad. Mm -hmm. Two days after Father Niall Malloy, two days... Two days later... It also kind of means, though, that it does point me in the direction of... He knew what he was doing was bad and he knew maybe slightly deserved this beating. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Or he's just a priest and he's non-violent and he doesn't want to fight with his... Or maybe he was drunk and incapable of... Ah, you'd put up your hands in some way. You would. You would get defensive marks. Maybe he was really drunk. I don't know. Do priests get shit-faced? Well, Father Jack, eh? (laughs) Oh, bring it back to Father Ted again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Two days later, Father Niall Malloy was buried on the grounds of his church where he had been a priest for eight years. Oh. When Inspector Tom Monaghan returned to Kilcorsey House to take the statement Richard Flynn had promised, the inspector was instead greeted by Mr Flynn's solicitor, who said that his client would not be making a statement. Three months later, Richard Flynn was charged with the murder an assault of Father Niall Malloy. The criminal trial took place in June 1986, a year after the murder. The trial lasted only four hours. Oh. Mm. Very short for a criminal criminal trial. Thirteen prosecution witnesses gave evidence, and the cross-examination was described as minimal. The state's main witness was Dr. Harbison, who who conducted the post-mortem. While on the stand, Dr. Harbison was asked if actually acute heart failure, not necessarily relating to the blows, could have been the priest's cause of death. Dr. Harbison replied, cardiac failure could have contributed to the death. The defence lawyer continued, if Niall Malloy had lost his temper and became angry, could the heart, which is stated to be diseased, have been responsible for the death rather than oh, the blows. Stop. Hmm? Hate this tactic. I know. See it time and time again. Dr. Harbison agreed that it was, of course, a possibility. Now, I've never heard this in another case, so something weird is about to happen. Okay. Apparently, this is not illegal. It's just very unheard of. So the judge dismissed the jury. And the judge and the defence lawyer... I'm not sure, maybe the other, like the prosecution, the state lawyer was there too. But basically, the defence lawyer argued that the jury should not decide the verdict. Instead, the judge, Frank Rowe, should decide the verdict. So he said this. Oh, you need to speak louder. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I just said okay. Okay. The defence lawyer went on, suggesting the charge be dropped from murder to manslaughter. Okay. The defence argued that Richard only struck Father Niall in self-defence. And since Dr. Harbinson could not outrule the possibility that Father Niall had died of a heart attack, the cause of death is not beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm. The defence laid out four grounds for the judge to direct the jury. 1. Possible death from heart failure. Two, heart condition could have been a major contributing factor. Three, 
Homicide is not unlawful if committed in self-defence. And four, the possibility of misadventure. Don't understand the last one. Misadventure means there is no intention to do any damage. The people involved were very tired and very drunk. Uh, you still gotta pay for what you did. <laughs> I know. Judge Rowe agreed to this and dropped the charge for murder to manslaughter and they resumed the trial. Wow. Judge Rowe explained to the jury that since Dr. Harbison agreed that only two or three blows may have been struck by Richard and the other two or three may have been a result of the father falling and striking his head off an object. Uh... On the charge of assault, Judge Rowe said, if only two or three bros were struck, the prosecution could not prove more force than necessary was used. Mm. Judge Rowe then instructed the jury to return a verdict of not guilty. What? Like he told them. I, he can't tell them. He told them what to do. He can't. No, that part's not right. I don't know a part. I think it is. I don't know. Oh, sorry. No, I'm not saying it's not incorrect. I'm just saying. Legally. That ain't right. Oh, yeah, right. You can't friggin. I know. I was like, this can't be, this can't be legal. I think it is <laughs> technically legal. Well, maybe back then. Oh, I don't know. It's mental. Right. Judge Rowe expressed sympathy to all associated in this sad case and said, perhaps they all drank more than they should have. And it was not the first time blows had been exchanged by friends. So Richard Flynn was acquitted. What is going on right now? I know. The bedroom was a state. Mm -hmm. Blood virtually everywhere. Uh Drag marks on the ground of Uh blood. Like, also the bedroom. Uh Let's talk about that. Uh No. What three friends having drinks? Normal, fine, yeah. whatever. Getting into blows? Not really. People don't really do that, and they also don't be friends with priests. But whatever, I can get on board with everything. <laughs> yes. But the bedroom, you don't drink with your friends in the bedroom, especially you in drink such a in big the house. Room. In the big house, mm-hmm. why are you in the couple's marital marital bedroom? Yeah, and it's a very good point. You know, saying like, oh, it's possible they only. Sp- he only struck Father Niall two or three times. And it's like, well, then why is there, why is there blood all over the bedroom? All over. Two or three punches wouldn't draw that much blood. No. But well, he stumbled all over the room like a crazy person and <laughs> smeared his blood on everything. What? <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it is quite And possible. I can't get past the bedroom. Why is no one focusing on that? What the fuck is a priest doing in your Bedroom. I know it's weird. I don't it's know, man. Fucking weird. It's not going to be resolved. I'm going to tell you why he's oh. in the bedroom. Is not to me. That's the clincher. It's like you need to answer for that, Teresa and Richard. I don't know why he's in the bedroom. It is weird. It's it's everything to me. It's everything. It's a <laughs> massive house. No, but it is. It's creepy as hell. Yeah, it is creepy. His blood was found on the bed sheets and on on the on the duvet and yeah. on the bed sheet. He 
was in bed with Teresa. No. Full stop. I'm telling you now. You think? Or he was in bed with Richard. Or he was in bed with one of them. Or he wanted to be in bed with one of them. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Who fights about a drink? Are they good? Like, if it was me, I would have said, oh, we fought about business. Like, that would be more believable. Oh, well. He came up with such a shitty excuse. It's funny you would say that. Because after the acquittal, there was, like, a huge uproar. People were like, what's going on? Because you killed our priest. It was weird that he got acquitted, despite aired Garda concerns over disputed monies owed to Father Nile. Now, there had to be some motive. Like, it's not an argument about a drink. It's not. Yeah. So there was money, and the Garda talked about there was money problems going on. Mm-hmm. But this was not mentioned in the criminal trial at all. What? Mm-hmm. They just weren't allowed to bring it in as evidence. I don't really. It seems like an absolute hames. Like, yeah, they probably didn't even know about it. They were just like, "Oh, he probably had a heart attack and hit his head." They wanted it to go away mm. as soon as possible. They wanted it short. They were happy that it was four hours. They want didn't want this going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. At the time, there was much controversy surrounding the acquittal of Richard Flynn. So, an inquest into how Father Nile had died was held. It was hoped that some of the unanswered and some of the unasked questions of the criminal trial would come out in evidence in the the inquest. At this trial, oddly, this was to be the first time Richard and Teresa Flynn would give evidence. Wow. They did not speak at the criminal Mm. trial. They didn't want them to speak. There was some bishop or someone was Pulling the strings and saying, don't, yeah. Also... They have a lot of influence. They still do. They still do. Also, considerably more detailed forensic and pathological evidence was given in comparison to the criminal trial. All of this previously unheard evidence refuted the four grounds on which the criminal case was dismissed. Oh. This time, Dr. Harbinson underwent extensive cross-examination. He explained that Father Malloy did not and could not have died as a result of heart failure. In Father Niles' autopsy, there was a large blood clot in his heart, mm-hmm. meaning Father Niles' heart was working and pumping after he was beaten right up until he died. Mm-hmm. When it came to Father Niles' heart irregularity, Dr. Harbinson told the inquest that all the pathological evidence indicates head injuries as the primary cause of death. Mm. Yeah, that's what I would think. Mm-hmm. He's beaten around the face and head. Yeah. Didn't he have a subdural hematoma and a, yes. what was the other thing? A, some brain selling thing? I can't remember. It's on... So it was two different brain, it was two different brain things. Yes, yes. Yeah. In relation to the argument, Richard was acting in self-defense. Dr. Harbinson has stated he found no injuries on Father Nile's arms. He did not throw any punches. In regard to the theory that Father Nile hit his head off an object, a detective testified that there was no evidence nor blood spatter patterns mm-hmm. consistent with this kind of injury. Yeah. Concerning the theory of death by misadventure, on the grounds that they were drunk, 
Dr. Harbin. I love that now. That's my Death by there. Misadventure. <laughs> oh, I hope that's how I go. No, I don't. No. <laughs> it just sounds so. It sounds fun. Yeah, like yeah. innocent and light. And, like she and... got lost in the jungle or something. Yeah, misadventure. Dr. Harbison pointed out that Father Niles' alcohol levels was within the limits of ordinary social drinking and wouldn't actually constitute inebriation. Wow. Yeah, they weren't even that drunk. They were like a little tipsy. Now, they should have taken um, Richard's alcohol, blood alcohol levels. And Trezor's. Yeah, Mm -hmm. everybody's. Mm Mm-hmm. Also should have tested the bedroom for semen. Just going to put that out there. Oh, I want... Mm, that does not come into it. Oh, Anyway. I know. This is all before DNA. Uh. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also to testify at this inquest was the doctor who was there that night, O'Sullivan. He told the inquest that Richard Flynn told him that the argument had begun downstairs and continued okay. into the upstairs bedroom. I know. I don't know how. Dad is... And that when he hit Father Malloy, the priest fell to the ground, and when he got back up, Richard hit him again. Richard responded that this conversation did not happen. Oh. Well, why would this doctor make that up? That's what I'm like. He wouldn't just make it up. He could lose his license. Why would he say that? And, like, it's so so specific as well. Maybe they had an argument downstairs in the kitchen or the dining room, whatever, and then someone stormed up to the bedroom like, I'm not yeah, I'm not talking up. to you. Yeah, and then maybe that's the priest followed them up and was trying to like talk them down. Must have been outside the door and then they opened the door and like maybe that's okay. I think I need to let go of the <laughs> the sex element because yeah. Yeah. I don't Sex yeah. does not come into it. Because also, if you think about it, if they lived together for like 20 years, whatever, mm. if there was any weird sex stuff going on, I think it would have come out after 20. You know, there would have been problems arising after 20 years. If there was unless they were going... all just like cool with it. Unless, yeah, <laughs> like, unless they were cool with it. like. But like you don't be cool with something for 20 years and then all of a sudden not be cool with it anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's not the sex thing. I think as well that somebody would have piped up like, we all know they were shagging. Yeah, somebody it would have got out. It would have yeah. got out at this point, at the point of murder, yeah. it would have got out. He could also be gay. Who? It could be, yeah. The priest. It could be. And this could be like her gay best friend. It could be, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And like all my living priest gay best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe they were a throuple. They could have been. I don't. There's the multiple scenarios for this, but okay. So I believe this doctor. Do we ever find out why the doctor who lived closer was boycotted? And nope. not the right word. And do we know why? Uh, no. Oh, I keep going. I know. I don't like things like that. Why yes, don't we know? I know. Again, it was probably just they thought like the other doctor was more discreet, right? You think? That has to be the answer. Hmm. I have a different theory, but we'll wait till the end. Do you? Mm -hmm. And now this doctor is going against them. Yeah, right? Dr. Mm, Sullivan. Well, he's not going to risk his livelihood. For this murderer. Much of the inquest was taken up with the time the death took place. 
Okay. There had been a suggestion that Father Niles' watch had stopped working at 10.40. It was broken at 10.40. Is that when he got the first punch? Mm. But this went on into the little hours. Into the wee hours until three-ish. Mm. Or was there just a dead body in the bedroom and they were just freaking out for hours? Could you freak mm. out for hours and just not do anything? I feel like your adrenaline would calm down after hours. No? Um, no? I don't know if it is murder. However, at the inquest, three guards gave evidence that the watch was working during the post-mortem. What? Mm-hmm. We're going to get into a bit of the watch later. It's quite confusing. It stopped working at 10.40, but then was working on the post-mortem too. Well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone swapped the watches? No. Teresa and it's Richard... never that complicated. Uh, no, it's never that complicated. Teresa and Richard Flynn's evidence added little to the inquest. She had suffered memory loss and hysteria. While he... Ah, uh, here. I know. Don't play that card. Can't remember. I'm a woman in the 1980s. I'm hysterical. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You were there. You uh, seen. You seen. Don't protect your husband. <laughs> oh. While... Richard continued to insist that his wife, Teresa, and Father Niall attacked him. Despite the hard, hard evidence showing that Father Niall had no marks on his hands or arms. Yeah. When asked what happened after the second blow, Richard stated, I had a lapse of memory. Well, they were drinking, I guess. Yeah, but they were not drunk. Oh, yeah. But Niall wasn't. Super drunk, but we oh, just right. don't know I suppose about Richard, we don't know right? about Richard. Mm. But I know what you're saying. Usually people drink the same pace, but mm-hmm. it was his child's wedding. Maybe he was knocking them back quicker than the priest. I don't know. That's true. The inquest concluded that Father Niall did not die of a heart attack and that no one was especially drunk that night. But rather, something ignited an eruption of anger by one, two, or all involved. Mm-hmm. This time, the inquest jury returned a verdict that death was due to acute brain swelling and hemorrhage, consistent Mm -hmm. with having sustained a serious injury to the head. And the key injuries were not as a result of hitting his head off an object. Mm -hmm. The key points that came from the inquest completely refuted all four grounds, all four points laid out by the defence lawyer in the criminal trial. The four arguments agreed by the judge, which acquitted Richard Flynn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not only has there been a huge miscarriage of justice, Mm -hmm. but there was a huge part of the night still unaccounted for. The large drag mark on the bedroom carpet. Mm Guardy get evidence that the clothes of Father Nile were covered in carpet fibres, indicating somebody dragged the body. Ain't going to be Teresa. I don't think so. Forensic photographs suggest the face had been cleaned. Ah, <gasps> mm-hmm. oh, so creepy. And a box of cotton wool was found by the guards beside the body. Yeah. But it was never established who moved the body, when and why. Yeah, that's that's really important. Right? They're like tampering with Yeah, 
a crime scene and that they're saying that nothing happened it's like well why why are you trying to why yeah if it's all this is all innocent it was all just out of why are you dragging whatever. why are you dragging him around the room yeah the outcome, unless he was yeah, yeah no unless he was what i was gonna say unless he was alive at that point they were like dragging him to a better area near the bathroom where they could but like it's a, when someone's in life or death situation cleaning them is not important it's yeah. medical attention which he did not get for fecking hours for hours it makes me really angry mm-hmm. the outcome produced public outcry and calls in political circles for the case to be re-examined mm-hmm. after the inquest richard flynn spoke to one national newspaper saying his conscience was clear and that he has never lost a moment's sleep. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> also, that has to be lies. Like, lies. It is lies. It also, what an idiot. It makes you look really bad. A priest mm-hmm. died in your bedroom. You sleep in that bed mm-hmm. just fine. Do you? Do you, though? With all the priesty blood all over the bed. The priesty and your TV blood. and your posts and your... <laughs> I know they have a big house. They're probably sleeping in a different room now. Yeah, I couldn't be. I couldn't be in that house. No, I couldn't be in that house. Are you? Oh. Yeah, it's oh, a freak. That's a weird thing to say. We're sort of done with the criminal trial and the inquest, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of um, conflicting evidence that people have pointed out after the trials. So we're going to get into some of that. Okay. None of the Flynn family ever gave statements to the Gardaí. Instead, they gave statements to their lawyer. All of the Flynn family's timelines of the night matched perfectly. Hmm. Okay. But this timeline massively conflicts with the timelines given by other independent witnesses. Oh. Mm. So they're... People on the scene? Yeah. The Flynn's... It's all perfect, but it doesn't oh. fit in with other people around them. Wow. Mm-hmm. It did feel like that they were organized, and like the way they boycotted the, the other doctor and yeah. didn't call the... Yeah, it's like they were making a plan. They're all working together. According to the younger Flynn's, they met their parents and Father Niall on the road that night. They were coming back from the good bodies, and the younger Flynn's were on their way to White's pub. All the Flynn's say this meeting of cars took place at 9.45pm. Mm-hmm. But an employee of Kilcourcy House stated that he saw Teresa Flynn in the house at 9pm and again at 9.20. Oh. So she couldn't have met her kids in the car at 9.45. Because it was too far away. Yeah, 25 minutes later. Okay. There was employees in their house? Jeez. Yeah, they also had like a a groom for the horses as well. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that Niall, Richard and Teresa all went to see the good bodies before they went home uh-huh. to drink. And then they went home and then okay, something happened. Okay, I forgot happened. about that. Mm-hmm. Did that something came up while they were visiting the good bodies that spurred an argument then they're at home i don't know i mean the good bodies just they bought the house off the good bodies yeah there's not much they're not not really involved yeah yeah Yeah, okay a guest at the wedding testified that actually the younger flins 
were already in the pub by nine thirty. So again, there's no way they could have met their parents and Father Niall at nine forty-five. They were already in the pub at half nine. Okay, and they would be too far away where they were supposed to have met. Yeah, they were meant to. Their cars were meant to have crossed paths, like a long way away. Yeah. While the good bodies, they stated that Mr. and Mrs. Flynn and Niall left just after 9pm, no later. They are a good witness because I'm assuming they were sober. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? All these people are at a wedding and they're part of their drunk. Like, yeah. like they, you know what time someone left your house. Yes. Don't you? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And the drive between the two houses... Kilcorsey House and the Good Bodies House is no more, no more than five minutes. Less than right. five minutes. So there's no way that the cars cross paths. That has At been completely yeah. fabricated. And But why are they saying this 9.45 thing? Why are they saying that? How does it help them? It by must saying that? come in to the okay. timeline. I don't okay. know why right. they're pushing it. Yeah. Okay. The later part of the evening was also disputed. The younger Flint stated that they came home from the pub at 1am. Mm-hmm. But according to Father James and Dennis Hector, a wedding guest, who was with the Flynn children, they were back at Kilcorsey House at 1.30. Hmm. This conflict of timelines has never been explained. Why would they say they got there an hour earlier? No, just half an hour. A half an hour earlier. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. After the inquest, even more potential evidence and statements came to light, particularly around Father Niall Malloy's watch. It was Yes, I mm-hmm. love stuff like this. <laughs> Lay it on me. The watch was given back to the Malloy family two days after the post-mortem. This is when they claimed that it was damaged and the watch had stopped at 10.40. Mm-hmm. The Malloy family brought it back into the guards who noted and agreed that, yeah, it has stopped at 10.40. Great detective work. <laughs> <laughs> this watch has indeed stopped. I don't know why I'm not doing an Irish accent. <laughs> or English all of a sudden. <laughs> but it was later handed back to the Malloy family they were told that the watch was of no significance. Hmm. The Malloy family disagree. At the inquest, the three guards involved in the investigation read out statements they made about the watch, stating that the watch was working during the post-mortem, but maybe there was a superficial crack in the face. Hmm. But under cross-examination, one of the guards caved Stating that he actually never saw the watch. <gasps> mm-hmm. Dr. Harbison disagreed with the three Garda, saying that he has no recollection of any conversation about the watch at the post-mortem. Guys, pay attention to these details. This priest would not have been wearing a broken watch. No one walks around wearing a watch that doesn't tell the time. That's true. When he was alive, that watch was working. That's true. No, I do agree that it's not like it stopped exactly when he died, do you know? Yes. Because maybe it took a knock. Maybe. And then stopped working a couple of hours later. I don't know how watches work. Do you know what I mean? Yes. 
but it's just interesting. The jeweler who repaired the watch stated that the crack on the glass was in such a way that it jammed against the second hand, stopping the watch. He says it could not function after the damage was done. Oh. But of course, like, like you say, like, he could have been punched and the, the beating could have been happening for like an hour and then he was, and, and then it broke. I don't Or really... like the crack happens and then finally the glass finally falls after a while and yes. falls onto the. That is also possible. But what we do know that definitely there was an attack around that time. Yes. Yes. Which is really been... early in the night. Well, that's why I'm thinking that the kids were saying that they seen the parents at 9.45. But then there's still enough time to, for the parents to drive back to the house and get into an argument. And mm-hmm. It doesn't really help the parents that much. Mm. I do think that Richard and Teresa would have thought about the watch and thought, oh shit, we better make up something because of this time has been recorded on the watch. Like, I don't think people would be that smart. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they would have noticed the watch. Maybe they just thought that the detectives and the postmortem could tell the 10.40 time, regardless, not to do with the watch, but there's some evidence that they could tell the time mm-hmm. it happened. But then, like, what does it matter if mm-hmm. it happened early? It's still them. It's, Whether yeah. it's at 10 or if it's at 1, or it's still fucking there. The only two people with them. Or were the kids in the house when it was happening? Shut up. Stop. Is that why they're trying? Well, that's why they're changing the timeline to say that they were they had left when the kids were in the house. Maybe one of the kids did it. Oh, it's getting real jumping in, huh? Because apparently they went to the pub, but because it was a Sunday, the pub was closing early at like I don't know ten or something. I don't know. So why would you go to the pub that late at night if it's closing early? But why? How did? Why did they say? So, but them getting home at one o'clock, mm-hmm. everyone accepted that as being plausible. Mm-hmm. How would it have been plausible if you're saying the pubs were closed early? You're right, it is a Sunday night. I don't think pubs in Ireland stay late, open late on a Sunday night. They do not? No, I don't think it's as early as 10. They might be open to like 12. 12. Which, saying getting home at one, that's fine. You have a smoke, a chat, get lift home, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, I hear what you're saying. Unless there have you mm, any other reason to believe about one of the children? There is, is there anything no, else? Uh, no, this no. is all me. I just don't yeah. understand why they have. There seems to be a point that mm. they have included the passing of the cars at nine forty-five. Yeah, because like you're saying, say if the kids, one of the boys, was beaten up, uh, Father Niall, uh-huh. say at like nine or something, uh-huh. and they broke the watch, uh-huh. it's possible. That they left the pub to establish an alibi or something. Is that possible? They left the pub. They left the house to go to the pub to establish an alibi. Oh, gotcha. Is that possible? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, having established, having somewhat established. Can I just ask something? Yeah. Do you know when they said that they met on the road at 945? Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, Teresa, Richard, Niall were going to their own home. Going back to the Where were the other crowd going, the kids? Where were they on their way to? They were going to the pub. Okay. At 9.45. Okay. 
but that still gives time for the kid to have done it and but remember the house the the employee in the house said he's seen Teresa in the house at nine twenty. So there was yeah. no passing of the car. Where were the kids coming from? I know they were going to the pub. Where were they coming They're from? They're going from Kilcorsey House to the pub. But Mrs. Goodbody, oh. she said, they left her house at about nine. And then the housekeeper at Kilcorsey says, I seen Teresa at about 9.20. Okay. There's no way there was this meeting of the cars at 9.45. Do you think the kid was in the house on their own when they beat up the priest and the parents weren't even there? Well, because they were saying that they left, they were in the pub. Hector said they were in the pub at 9.30. So they would mm-hmm. have been all in the house again for about 15, 10, 15 minutes. Can you make a plan in that amount of time? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we need to keep going. We, we could be thinking way too much about this. Out. Yeah, keep going, keep, okay. going, keep going. We're at the end, okay? Okay. Having established the mystery behind the watch could have contributed to the timeline of Father Niles' murder. But as you have probably noticed, we are still yet to get to the motive. You'd be raging if you were the family. The thing about the watch, wouldn't you? You'd it's so just angry. something that they sh- the guards yeah. should have looked into more. Yeah. In fairness, it is a bit obscure. I don't know if I would have thought about it, but then I'm not <laughs> a police officer, but yeah. <gasps> I'll think about it now all the time. I'll be like every murder. I'll be like, was that person wearing a watch? <laughs> Is that <laughs> I'm going to wear a watch all the time now. <laughs> because time to invest in a ye olde watch. Get rid I of will. your Fitbit. I will. And that's the end of part two. Alrighty. I feel like you were going to say something before I interrupted. No, I was going to say that's the end of part two. Alright, okay. Alright. Yeah. We'll see you guys in part three. Where we're going to talk about the motive. Yes, that's sorry. That's yes. That's You're right. We, yeah, because it's either the business. It's, it has to be the business thing. Yeah, we still haven't got. I mean, like, yeah. Anyway, the motive is not he wouldn't pour me a drink. It's definitely not. So that. You would not come on a priest because of that. All right. Thank you, Karen, for this case. Yes, thank you again to Karen. Our Patreon Rate, review, subscribe. Yes, indeed. And bye. Slanawalia. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.